Welcome to Embrace the Mess, where we navigate the messy, challenging, and ultimately rewarding reality of trying to break down the barriers that prohibit vulnerability and creativity between educators and students. Embrace the Mess is a Reimagine ATL podcast. Reimagine ATL exists to equip the next generation of storytellers. What's going on, y'all? I'm Paras. I'm Kevin. Here go another deep dive episode from uh, episode 11, Leftovers, you might call it. I mean, I don't mean to call it Leftovers. I mean, it's Thanksgiving. Hey, it's I, Thanksgiving tomorrow. So I like Leftovers. They're, they're the favorite part of a meal because everything gets a chance to like simmer. That's true. And just like cook all the way in. Mm. And it's like, oh, that next day, it's so good. And when you put it all together, it's so good by itself. But yeah. then when you put it all together, mm. uh, you don't even have to heat it, heat it up sometimes. I like it warm, but yeah, you don't. You don't. You, you don't. pull it out the. You eat out of the Tupperware. You know what I'm saying? Like on a Friday while everybody's out there trying to buy shit. <sighs> Mom's and, leftover macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! You're just like, look at all these Americans trampling each other for a TV. <laughs> Man, come on! <laughs> on this episode, we're gonna be taking a deeper dive with Jessica Helfrecht of Mint Gallery, and this was one of the coolest happy accidents. Of the project, isn't that right, Gav? Yeah, we were. <laughs> <laughs> we love happy accidents. Yeah, we were downtown, right? How did? And I think you were just like, "Oh wait, oh Mint's right up here. Let's go in there for a sec." We're doing a scouting visit for the gallery space for the music video. I can't remember why we were downtown, but it's Was like it because I, of Murmur. We went to Murmur, and then we happened to be over there. Oh yeah, we went to Murmur first. We were going to go to Murmur. Um, and then we ended up just going by, like stopping by Mint because at the time it was like right down the street, and they had this exhibit up, which was the artist Angela Davis. Yes, and it kind of just spoke to what we were trying to do with Cat's uh, character. It was like so in tune with it, and we're like. <laughs> this has to be the spot um and you know it was a little short notice but uh, and so we weren't really sure if we'll be able if if it was going to work out but um jessica was like so helpful and mint was so great and uh they just made it work for us and uh we're able to do like a lot of the um video there especially and they already had a relationship with fabian and they're so great to, like, the arts community in Atlanta um, that it's just, like, they they rolled out the red carpet for us and yeah. it made it, like, really um, something that could have been a lot more work for us to try and find a space. It just made it so easy. When you watch the video and you see the space and you see the work from Angela Davis, it's just, like, how how did that even happen? I mean... The frame, like the cover poster of Know Your Worth, is this strange sort of, um, it's almost like an optical illusion, this image of cat profile looking at a painting, but it seems like the painting is looking at us. Anyway, it's this weird image, like perspective image, but it's cat, this black girl teenager staring at a painting of a black woman that's got a pink background, right? Yeah. Just what? <laughs> I don't know. I love it. I just it's love like it. Cat had 
almost pink hair at the time. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was like, everything was just like, oh, yes, this was supposed to be. So we had this like really great conversation with Jessica about mint, you know, mint being a staple in the community and, you know, the work they do with emerging artists. It's, it's a good combo. Yeah, and additionally, she talks about some of the ways that mint gives back. And I mean, I think mint is giving back. Like, it's not like, oh, on the side, we give back. No. Like, mint, that's what they do. That's what they do. That's who they are. <laughs> that's who they are. So that's really cool and how it relates to um, emerging teenage artists um, is where it's super important and relevant to what we're talking about. So let's go ahead and jump into our conversation. Check, check, check. Wait a check, check. Where we go? Hello. Hello, is this Jessica? Yes, it is. Hi, this is Potus and Gavin. Hey, Jessica. Hello. How are y'all doing? We're doing pretty good. How are you? Great. Great. Well, good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> well, appreciate you taking the time for us. Um, we can jump right in. Jessica, what is, uh, for those who don't know, like, what are the, what are the core values? Like, why was Mint started? Mint was started, the, the project was to create a video that highlighted an underserved community. And so these uh, probably seniors, you know, in undergraduate school, thought there wasn't enough places for emerging artists to uh, show their work. You know, they had a lot of art student friends. Some of them of the three were art majors, but, you know, they thought they their friends had great artwork, but no no galleries to show in, no kind of retail spaces for them. So it was really out of that desire to serve emerging artists, you know, give them a place to show experimental art and like installation art and, and art that really was ephemeral and you couldn't sell, you know, so this right. really kind of risky place where we didn't have to depend on sales is what, right. is what she was looking for. And do you think that t- today, I mean, obviously those core values are still relevant because artists and them having a place to showcase that it's still an underserved community in a sense, right? Totally. And I think that even, uh, you know, if we've been together 14 years, I can think of some wonderful places like Kibi Gallery or High Low Press or even Wonder Root that had these outlets for people to, you know, show their work that have kind of gone by the side, the Downtown Players Club and everything that was happening in South Downtown really changed. So I feel like, yes, there's less places for young artists to show work that will show kind of experimental work. And so I do think that Mint really fills an incredible place in the, you know, in the, the art ecology of, if you want to be an, an artist, a working artist in Atlanta, I think that we're a good stepping stone. We, Gavin and I were just kind of roaming around um, the streets of Atlanta, like looking for locations, kind of going from one place to another. And we're like, you know, I think that point where, what was the, it was like, was it downtown? It was downtown. It was Peach the Peachtree Street location. MLK on the corner there. Right. So we, we popped in and uh, Eric was there and we kind of were just like, hey, you know, we're from Reimagine and we're working on this music video with some girls from Frederick Douglass High School. And it's about this girl, this young artist who hasn't really been exposed to the possibility of, of really making money with art and undervaluing her own art. Um, and not having places to go except like, you know, she goes to the Beltline to. Uh, Sorry, no, I'm just going <laughs> it's crazy. Okay. Um, God, Sorry about that. Catch. No worries. No worries. Um, she's selling her art on the Beltline, and so we had this scene where she, uh, a mentor, in this in this case, um, someone who, 
um, works that Mint uh, pulls, kind of takes her, buys her painting, and then brings it and hangs it up amongst, of all things, Angela Davis's pieces. I know. Come on. Right? <laughs> Gorgeous. Um, and it was Gavin and I were just talking about yesterday how serendipitous it was because here's this young girl, like she has pink hair. The canvases were painted pink. Like it just like aesthetically, I was like, what? This could not have been an accident. So what is it for y'all? Like when people just sap, said yes to us a lot, you know? Yes. What is that spirit? Where does it come from for y'all, from y'all? That is our spirit. I mean, it's definitely to say yes. And I always try to say yes to artists as much as I can. And I think that that's, that's, you know, really offering something different than other art spaces, you know, that you can do something experimental. That Angela Davis Johnson show, I mean, blow me away. Wasn't it gorgeous? Gorgeous, so beautiful. And, you know, to have installation and to have video and, you know, she wanted all the lights off, you know, it was just completely, you know, she wanted you to feel... Uh, like she was directing you through the space and things were in your way. And I think it was just uh, a great experience also for my interns because she would sit with them and say, here's what I envision. Here's what I, you know, here's the way I want you to make you feel when you go through it. And she really let the interns help and interact. And they, you know, hung those bottles and mm-hmm. made those kind of wash tub stands. So it was a really great experience for everybody. I mean, everybody, you know, they loved working with her. She loved having a team. And I think that that I think our intern program is really getting strong in the fact that they get to work with these artists and really see what it takes to put on a show and mm. to be blown away by Angela Davis and to be part of her. She had workshops for women of color only, and they got to kind of own that with her and take over the space. And I just I'd like to say yes. So I, I think you bring up a really interesting point of we just got off the phone with um, for another interview where. It was an artist who was helping us out in the schools and he was really cognizant of introducing the students to these like new technologies or new ways of thinking or, or building your skill set. And you're telling us now about like college students getting to do that with Angela, which it's like we see all, all these organizations in Atlanta trying to fill these needs and roles, but the funding is non-existent and it's not there. So how do you guys, how do you battle with that difficulty with trying to do so much and filling these other gaps, which you're realizing once you're in the midst of it need to be filled with limited funding and resources? Yeah, funding is incredibly, um, you know, difficult, as you know. And as we've moved into this new space, you know, our rent went up, I think, close to seven times, you know, and we have studio space that we offer to artists, it's below market value, but it helps out a lot. Just a, I, I feel like by me saying yes a lot, not only do, do I say yes to artists, but you want to bring a group in? Yes, come bring your work group in or whatever. You know, I feel like the more people I get in the door, the more relationships I build and then more, you know, opportunities for funding. And I think that since being with men over these past two years and then now going through this COVID crisis, we had an anonymous donation that I think was just from goodwill and from our community work. And so there's no simple answer. You guys know that. Like we just keep applying and, um, (laughs) but never stopping the actual work. Very modestly staff of one at this point, but that's okay. (laughs) But still you, uh, you find ways to keep the actual train moving, you know, amongst all that. We have a really great board too, that has really called on, you know, done a lot of peer to peer fundraising, 
That's important. Ask their employers, ask their friends, ask their family. Mm. That's huge. <laughs> yeah, we have to. Obviously, COVID has hit you. Um, just yes. when you opened back up, you had to close back down. Now you're looking for how to sort of ampl- amplify your online presence. What do you think is in you know in the next six months, in the next year? I don't know if you've ever been to a men opening, but they're like rocks. There they were. They were like rock star opening. We had like 800 people at our last one. So that I will was, be a whole new reality was, on how we do that. Um, but we are going to reopen and have the show that was up, you know, that just opened in February up for a couple more weeks. And we're going to have our new juried exhibition open up in July. And I feel like it's such a big place that we can have regular gallery hours and we'll follow COVID funding and not funding. <laughs> um, <laughs> the guidelines. You know, trying to say COVID <laughs> recommendations and wear masks and, you know, all the cleaning stuff. Right, so right. I, I feel like we will go open and have, changing exhibits but we will now always have those exhibits online and always do instagram live for our artist talks you know and really it really made us see how much we didn't utilize Mm. our online presence we were so focused on our physical space that we have a good looking website but it wasn't it wasn't what it would have to be if we you know have to continue social distancing forever Gavin, you were saying you were uh, at an opening at one of the recent openings, or yeah, uh, we just got the phone with Fabian, and we were saying how uh, the last time I saw him was at the men's opening, where I was there for hours. I was like, I'm just going to do a stopping because I have to go home, I have to eat, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like you guys are kicking us out. <laughs> yeah, and that was late. I didn't kick anybody out till midnight. I think. No, you were you were quite generous. <laughs> Um, but it was so fun. It was so Oh, fun. it was so much fun. I miss it. It was so much fun. Uh, Jessica, you know, as you know, we work with teens and yes. we uh, exposure, access, these are the big things. We want them to know, okay, if you like, if you want to be, if you're a painter, there are yes. places to go. Uh, yes. Not only are there galleries, but you can be a storyboard artist in the film industry. You can write a graphic novel. There's opportunities out there. They just don't know. Right. So how do we get more creatives to give back, increase that exposure to the teens? Oh, that's a great idea. (laughs) Like a teen mentoring program, maybe, are you thinking? Or just to give teens an access to get into artist studios and or have an artist talk or Yeah, I mean, you know, a a lot of times it just it just takes we have to ask, right? Like Gavin and I and the rest of our team or any other team who's doing this kind of work, you call a friend and they're like, Yeah, of course I'll pull up and help. Right. Right. And obviously there has to be more of that. How do we get people to not wait on that call? I guess we have to, we, I don't, gosh, that's a really great question. I can only think about what I can do personally. That's it though. That's it really. I mean. Yeah. And so like, so if like with our leap year artists, we're going to now start to coming in the fall or whenever school kind of resumes, start to work with all the schools in, in Adair Park in our West End through Sarah and my leap year artists are going to go consistently to, I think it's Booker T. Washington School in the West End, and and always give an artist talk. So I have five artists. They'll go five times that school year, and kind of we'll invite them to come to our school. And so I really want to work with our schools there. And I think if you've come to Mint, the art is so cool. There's so much for everybody. I think we have a really young audience mm. of artists and of admirers. You know, so. 
I think inviting them into Mint is what I can do. We also are going to work with, it's supposed to happen this summer, but I don't know if it will. I'm going to get it wrong, but it's like, let's say it's AIGI or G. It's like American Institute of Graphic Artists. That's what it is. And they want to do a high school camp to teach high schoolers, rather than going to college, uh, the graphic design, branding, marketing trade, you know, so they could do that as a skill, as like more of a tech skill, more as a, you know, in that kind of, um, yeah, a tech skill that you would get not need an undergraduate degree for. Right. Love it. So many of our students would say their teachers would tell them that they can't have a career as an artist and you're actively going into the schools and showing them how they can and making that connection with the galleries. Well, I think it's not just the teachers, it's the parents too telling you that you can't have a degree in the arts, you know? And I do think that, you know, my mom definitely didn't think I should be a painter, you know, like you're not going to make any money. She always tells me I made a a vow of poverty (laughs) to be in the arts. Mm. But I feel like with most art schools, SCAD, especially, you know, new media, if you will, um, is huge and great paying jobs and everything from, you know, game design to lighting design to soundscape is all, you know, a very viable job. So part of it is for us to stop telling kids that they can't. Yes. <laughs> you know, how can, uh, what are the, uh, the kind of, the, the social handles, the site, uh, how people can get involved, donate and whatnot? Yeah, great. Well, also, let me say, we would love to do anything with you all too. I mean, programming wise or hosting you know maybe we can do a video screening or we could do um workshops there i mean we're totally open to hosting other community organizations in our big beautiful space we so, love to hear that it is a huge space uh, so we're mintatl.org and mintatl um on instagram all right that sounds great Facebook. um we'll definitely relay relay that um to the rest of the team because yeah. um i'm sure when you know, when people want to collab, you even though even if there's not like an immediate, bam, here's an idea. Like it's it always inspires. Like okay, well, here's some things that we can we can do. Yeah, um, and you guys, I know you work with North Atlantic High School. What other high schools do you guys work with? Uh, Frederick Douglass Frederick Douglass High School and Forest Forest Hill Academy um, okay. have been kind of our incubation sites. Yeah. Um, but we also have sort of more one off programs and like workshops. Um, at various other schools. But as far as oh. going in depth and spending, you know, eight to yeah. 10 weeks in a single place, Frederick Douglass and Forest Hill Academy. Neat. Neat. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Thank you. All right, thanks, y'all. Take care. Thank you for your work. Appreciate you. Same. Right. Bye. Bye. All right. That was Jessica Helfreck with Mint Gallery. Thank you for having the conversation with us. And uh, I don't know about you, Gab, but I thought it was super cool that Angela, you know, we talked about the exhibit with Angela Davis that she kind of just approved unknowingly, just had the trust in Mint's word, I imagine, because I don't think, I don't know that she ever knew what we were doing um, or who we were. It wasn't an issue for her work to be exhibited in our work. Yeah. Um, So I thought that was a really cool way of... uh, you know, artists collaborating with each other without even knowing it, in a sense. And we find that a lot in Atlanta, where the recommendational word of someone else carries, like, a lot of weight. I think with uh, what we do within our organization, and then, like, 
And then also with me speaking for us, really made that happen. It's like we're all trying to do the, the same thing, which is help out these teens. So I think when she saw another organization doing it, she was like, hell yeah, let me help. I thought Jessica brought a good point up because we often talk about, you know, Kat's, one of Kat's teachers who told her she, you know, can't really have a career making art and that deflated Kat for a while. But Jessica said it's, parents have a lot to do with it too. Yeah. You know, we see the la- that a lot in our programs, the, the lack of parent, parental involvement. We're not, I don't think we're blaming anything on the parents. I think there's just certain systems that are set up to make it very hard for them to participate often. You know, parents are just trying to protect the, the kids. So if they don't see an avenue where this can realistically make their kids a living, then they're going to be less inclined to, you know, try and support that. But that's why it's always great when, you know, the parents do come by or drop their kids by and they can see what we're doing. They can see the equipment. They can hear a little bit of what we're trying to teach their their child and hopefully see like, oh, this is for real. This isn't just like a side thing. This could actually be a career. Yeah, well said, Gab. That's going to be our episode. Latest. We out. Thank you for listening to Embrace the Mess. Reimagining TL exists to equip the next generation of storytellers. We do this through exposure to different careers and spaces in the film and digital media industry, training students through workshops and special projects, and placement with internships and paid opportunities. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Find out more at reimagineatl.com. <laughs>